Uh, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome Hi. to Duking It Out. I am one of your hosts, Stacy Campbell, with my co-host... Hannah Campbell. And we are the host of this podcast where we get to talk about all kinds of things pop culture related. And to, What's this podcast called? I already said Duking It Out. Oh. Yeah, you heard me did too. You? Yes, I did. And I have the I replay to prove it. I know. Well, I guess so, we'll find out. Somebody needs to pay attention. <laughs> so we are discussing today the 1989 film Born on the 4th of July. Uh-huh. Directed by Oliver Stone and winner of two Academy Awards, one of which was Best Director and the other was Best Editing. Did that surprise you, Hannah, that it won Best Director? I didn't look up what else was up. Like, who else was up for it? Um, I forget what they were. Um... I think one of them was My Left Foot. Okay. See, I've never seen that. I've never seen that either. Oh. I've never seen that either. I've heard that that's incredible. I've only heard good things about that, but... Well, I remember remember when that movie came out, and we had seen trailers for it with Daniel Day-Lewis, and then Uh he beat out Tom Cruise for Best Actor. um, Yeah up against born on the 4th of July. And so when he went up to for his acceptance speech, I remember mom and I were so shocked. Um no, not mom, cuz I didn't know her at this point. I guess it was just me. I just um, remember that like everyone was shocked. Like he walked up there and yeah, they were he was, like, "Oh, oh he was acting." Yeah. Like he deserves this Oscar. Yeah, so that was <laughs> that was amazing. Um cuz I, you know, he he burst onto the scene at that point. So, anyway. um, I just looked up who was up and Oliver Stone did not, I think, cause Woody Allen was up Ugh. and then Peter Weir, who did Dead Poet Society, yep. he should have Peter won. Peter Weir, Peter Weir, Peter Weir. Weir, I don't know. But then it was Kenneth Branagh and Jim Sheridan for my left foot. Okay. But what, Peter what was, Weir what was Kenneth Branagh for? Henry V. Oh, Shakespeare. Yeah. Come on. But you feel you feel like Peter Weir should have won? Yes. Nah. Uh, why? No, nah, I've no. Nah, this was that's a great film, but it's a pretty it's a pretty standard <clears throat> it's a pretty standard directing film. There's not a lot of flash in it. This has a lot of. There's flash. There's not a lot of flash in this. You've got war scenes. You've got parade scenes. You've got heavy drama. You've got all anyway. Let's back up. Uh, We're jumping way okay, into okay. it. But this is this is uh, based on a true story by Ron Kovic. He wrote the book, and then um, they made this into a movie about a decade later or so. It'd been they'd been trying to make it into a movie for about ten years or so, and mm. uh, it stars Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise with braces in the beginning of the film, which is quite yes. quite a sight right there, <laughs> right there. Um, but it's about Ron Kovic going into the Vietnam War, being wounded, and then being a protester against the Vietnam War. So it's all based on a true mm-hmm. story. I remember reading this. It must have been, well, 
I'm not exactly sure when I read the book, if it was in high school or if I read it in a literature class in college. But when I saw the movie, I do remember being impressed with the the gratuitousness, gratuitousness mm-hmm. uh, and violence and how graphic it was, but also thinking the book was even worse. It was even more so. Oh. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think some of it was the... I mean, it's raw, 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 raw book, mm-hmm. uh, especially I feel like there was more with his parents and family. Some of that, that whole big scene where he's paralyzed and he's just at the bottom of the barrel and just yeah. screaming at his parents and pulling out his penis. Don't say penis in my house. Don't <laughs> say penis. <laughs> Since we're rewatching this, I found, found that as a meme. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. He's screaming at his mom and he's flying off the handle and pulling out his catheter and all that stuff. And she's Mm -hmm. flipping out and, oh, it's an awful, awful scene. Um, But let me ask you a couple questions though, since I have some history with this, why haven't you watched this before now? I didn't really know of it until... Um, maybe just like a couple years ago. Like I just didn't, I, it wasn't in my sphere here. I don't know why, but I think it was put onto Netflix a couple months ago mm-hmm. and I clicked on it. I think I had added it to my list just cause I was like, oh, I should like, this is a classic movie. I should watch it. And I do love Oliver Stone or at least I just love JFK. I love that movie. Right. But so but you're not a I huge that's... you're not a huge war movie person either. Well, I'm okay with war and I like I knew that this was anti-war. Right. So I was like that's better. I just think I didn't really have the like I didn't have the right expectations for this when I watched it. It was weird. What did you what were your expectations? I thought cuz like we have all the misery he's like in a terrible place and then he starts to like protest and he goes to that big one big protest and it's the it's the rnc right it's a republican national yeah. convention yeah because nixon um, was a republican yeah so he like he goes there and at that point i like paused it just to see where we were at because i was like oh we must be halfway through because i thought the majority of the movie was going to be the protest yep but the majority of the movie is finding out that the war was bad. And I think... Yeah. I think I would have liked it more if I had seen it or, like, grew up back then and seen it back then. But right now, when I know that Vietnam was bad, I'm just like, why are we spending so oh. much time finding out this obvious thing? Gotcha, yeah. Well, and... And... Yeah, that's a good point. Because when it came out in 1989, they were they were afraid of it having such a strong anti-war message, right? Right. And which which makes sense, mm-hmm. um, but still, even at that point, you're still what 25 years or so past the Vietnam War, and right. And you would you would think that that wouldn't be as big of a factor, but but yeah, mm-hmm. I think it still was. What did you think overall 
of the movie? I mean, besides, you, you felt like it, like the um, Tom Cruise's character finally realizing the Vietnam War was bad and, and being mm-hmm. against it, that was kind of like a duh moment for you. Um, right. So that wasn't a, a big deal, but what did you think over overall? Over, overall. <laughs> Overarching. <laughs> overall. I think, first of all, why, at the beginning, why did the credits go on for that long? <laughs> like, we didn't get directed by Oliver Stone. I paused. I was like, how long is this? I could not believe how long it was going on. And when we got the last one, finally, directed by Oliver Stone, we were 10 minutes into the movie. I mean, the, that is too long. Right. But they didn't they didn't start the credits for they didn't start the credits right at the top of the movie. There they was, did. They started and then they would have like a lot of blank like they wouldn't add more for a while. Right. But did you I notice hate that. did you notice where his directed by Oliver Stone was, though? I remember it was in the bottom right. Well, it was it was over JFK's um, coffin. Of course it was. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. Because <laughs> it's always important that it always says something where, where the director places his his name. And so pr- right. probably it was all timed out accordingly to hit that mark for the directed by. <laughs> and then it went from there. Well, that's stupid because it took way too long. They used to do that a lot in, in older movies. I mean, the credits just like, taken a long time. And I know... And, like, I've seen those movies, but it never felt that long. This one, it just felt, it, like, really stood out to me how long it took. I was like, are we still seeing these names? Well, it this was is kind crazy. Of, it was kind of a big montage s- sequence. Exactly. Yeah. It and was I was just... like, why are we spending so much time on this huge montage? Like, right. We don't need it to be this long. It's taking forever. Because it did make me think in the beginning, oh, they're they're doing this big montage, and we're getting through... Ron Kovic's childhood pretty fast and it yeah it wasn't it took a long time it took a while yeah until we even got to Tom Cruise's portion of it mm-hmm. um but big picture which I didn't I didn't mind how long it took that just because it was just like oh he's like a regular American kid and it's very like boy's life I didn't mind all of that like character building and all like how normal his life seemed back then and then how cuz i knew that they wanted the drastic like dichotomy of where he ends up so i was fine with that um i think again i just thought the majority of the movie would him be like oh the vietnam's bad what am i going to do about it and it was all about his and protesting. we don't really see Mm-mm. yeah we don't really we see him protest but we don't really see him decide to protest yeah, it's not. It's or a, like how he's gonna do it. Yeah, it's a it's a subtle, it's a subtle character arc there, mm-hmm. uh, in that in that regard. And that's probably my main gripe about the film is that once we get him to the point of protest protesting the 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 war, and and actually having a voice and a platform, it ends. Mm-hmm. We don't even get right. his final speech. It was like, give me no. at least an edited portion of his speech even if it's oh and then that speech and it's like he's thinking about his mom and she had this vision of like him talking i was like i'm gonna barf well explain that explain that 
Well, at the very beginning of the movie, I think it's... Is she saying that to Tom Cruise, or is it when he's even no, younger? it's is when he he's himself? a little boy. Yeah. Yeah, she's like... Um, she's like, oh, you're destined for great things. I've I had seen a dream. you. I had a dream I've about had, you. I had a dream about you, like, making this big speech to a bunch of people and making change and all this stuff. Um, and when she said that at the beginning, I didn't even really, like... Oh, I need to remember that. I was just like, that's stupid. What is she even talking about? Why are why are we doing this scene? And then the very end where we get and it was like fading to her and she's saying she, we're like reliving the scene again. It's like this is horrific. I knew you would hate that. I knew you would I hate that part. I hated that. I hated that. Oh my goodness. And I yeah. And I just think like, we got him to rock bottom, but we just stayed at rock bottom for a while. I was like, can we, like, get going? Like, I get it. Your dick does not work. I get it. <laughs> why do a, we have to keep all the all the prostitute stuff? I was like, why are we still that. here? Yeah. Willem Dafoe showing up, though, that was a big, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Hello, hello. Yep. And he was top billed, and he didn't even show up until, like, an hour and 15 into right. the movie. <laughs> Hour 15, hour and 30, something like that. He wasn't even in for very long. No. But that's how that's exactly how the book is. It is so, from what I remember, it's incredibly close to the book because it's his life and him. And I think that's part of it is it's not just uh, this is a bad war, but this is what war does to people. Right. And, and this is the how bad the army or the Marines or... The, arm, the government takes care of you when you're in a VA hospital and you know it's all those ancillary things but yeah it's it's some it's some rough stuff and just little subtle things that they throw in there like him emptying his catheter tube down his pants leg into the toilet before he goes into his parade he was sitting there yeah you know, in the wheelchair with his leg propped up over the toilet and I'm like what is he doing what is he and I finally could see the tube, and he's shaking it and getting the water. And yeah. it's like, oh, the indignities that these guys have to go through. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's I, awful. I liked all of the, I guess not liked, but I, like, appreciated the, um, all the stuff in the hospital and how terrible <sighs> the conditions were. And they would ask for something, and they're like, we'll see. Who knows if we can actually <sighs> do that for you. Um I think it was just the going down to Mexico and being with all mm -hmm. those other guys that were just constantly like making him feel worse. Yep. <clears throat> like it's not like they were helping. It's a whole bunch of vets and they just go down there to escape and drink mm -hmm. and play cards and hook up with prostitutes. And they were just, I don't know. It, that just took too long. I was just like, can we get going? And, I don't need to see this anymore. And then he and Willem Dafoe are in the, are in a vehicle and they get kicked out in the middle of nowhere and just start oh, yeah. fighting. <laughs> and it's so horrible <clears throat> and yet hilarious all at the same time. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, that's awful. <laughs> awful. But I thought even that, I think that was an important part of his journey because he gets there and right away you see Willem Dafoe and he talks about how um, you drink so much that you don't even notice the worm in the tequila going down. 
And then one uh-huh. of the last shots of Tom Cruise after this whole big Mexico scene is he's just drunk and wasted and he's throwing back tequila and it sh- makes sure you see the worm going in and he doesn't even yeah. notice. And it's like, ugh. Mm. Oh, it's, yeah, it's awful. Awful. Yeah, it's just a hard movie. It is. Mm. Why did Tom Cruise not win Best Actor? Tell me. Give me the voice of reason. Well, I think it's like I mean, Daniel Day Lewis was Daniel, Daniel Day Lewis was good. Okay, yeah. But I think that's it. Who who else was up? Hold on, let me look. I think if it could have been any other year, he could have and should have won. And I, I think so. I I mean, again, I haven't seen my left foot. <gasps> Robin Williams was up for Dead Poets. Oh, he's good in that though. Oh, yeah. That's oh a, my gosh, that's a good one too. But well. I, mean, you have to I would it. personally just have to. I would give it to Robin Williams. I don't. Care. I love Robin Williams in that movie. He's so good in that movie. Um, he is, but you have know. to give it, it to just, somebody. You have to give it to somebody who has to physically transform as well. And so that's where yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. I can see that, but man, some of the stuff with Tom Cruise, his intensity, his acting, his face. Mm-hmm. He does have the physical transformation stuff. Um, and especially in 1989, 1988, 89, uh, he was not known as, as a serious actor And this. Well, he had just <clears throat> done, um, Rain Man like the year before. Yeah. But that, so was, that was still, kind of... that was still his cocky, his cocky yeah, character though. That was pretty yeah. much in line. A uh, color of money came out around then sometime. Mm hmm. Um, that was still straight in his lane. This was, this was a definite stretch, and and he plays that cocky, all American boy, yeah, character that goes super dark. And I don't think he, like, does he go this dark after this? Uh, I, I think don't... he's. I think he has that one um, role in. Uh, what is it? Melon, not melancholia. Um, oh, um, Magnolia. Magnolia. There you go. And but it's it's a different. That. It's more of like uh, just a one man on stage kind of guru. Yeah. So he's very intense. Have you seen? What about Eyes Wide Shut? I haven't seen that one either. Uh, I haven't. I've I don't seen even parts know. of it, but yeah. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's an actor's dramatic. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's an actor's role. So, mm. um, so this was kind of a big, a big thing, and I, I, I feel like he should have gotten it because there were parts in it where, like, man, he is, he's just laying it all out there. And that's the thing about Tom Cruise, yeah. man. He everything he, he does, goes for it. he goes yeah. for it. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, you could see it even in this role in 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, the physical stuff, the um, the intensity of what he was doing. I, I did mm-hmm. read that they were exploring um, giving him a drug, a shot, to actually paralyze his legs temporarily. <clears throat> to what? Make, to make it more realistic. And oh they were goodness, like, uh, we can't guarantee that there won't be some sort of nerve damage. So right. <laughs> we better not. <laughs> what if they don't come Cause back? He, yeah, because he was... He chose to be in a wheelchair the mm-hmm. entire shoot just to be used to it and, and, and everything. And then 
just the intensity of him walking around on those crutches with no yeah. use of his legs. Ugh. There's this, um, I w- when I was looking up this movie on IMDb, there's like one of the pictures on there is him in a wheelchair with Ron Kovic. Uh-huh. And they're like heads are together and they're, I don't know what they're doing, but it's like a black and white. It's oh, a really cool picture. Wow. I'll have to send it to you or something. Ron, was, Ron Kovic gave Ron. Tom Cruise his bronze star in appreciation for his. Oh, really? Yeah. Of, of him doing wow. this role. And, you know, <laughs> to Ron Kovic, that might have been like, ah, I was going to throw it away anyway. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he want it? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. There, there are many things I really liked and appreciated about the movie um the the beginning half hour i mean it was just pure americana the parade the 1950s feel of everything it felt it felt very much it's a wonderful life in the beginning yeah very glossy yeah very glossy here's everything did you see schwartz from a christmas story no he was um (laughs) <laughs> oh, was he one of the kids? He was one of the kids. And he said like one or two words. And I was like, wait a second. That sounds like... Sh-. And I had to quickly look it up. And sure enough, it was Schwartz from A Christmas Story. He has like, I feel like two lines. Yeah. But he was I one of the like kids in the parade, the I kids. think. And I was like, why did that sound familiar? And I yep. think I like tried to look it up. And then I got distracted again by the movie or something. And I just forgot to keep looking. Yeah, that's, that's exactly... It was. It was great. But it was... I appreciated the beginning because it, it set set him up as just be, being very determined and strong, mm-hmm. but then losing the wrestling tournament. And yeah, and I was like, okay, there we go. There, it, this is a classic beginning. Yeah, he's trying to do everything and falls apart, and he loses because of the playboy that he was looking at. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we can trace it back right there. That's right. <laughs> What did you think of, which I was surprised at, um, in watching the credits, which I appreciated some of the credits, uh, but okay. I was surprised to see John Williams yeah, as the composer. I think I knew that before going <clears> in. <throat> I'd um, forgotten that. But I thought it was just like a very basic score. Like, I never felt like there was a theme. Oh my gosh, I did. It's like that's all you heard was this one very classic theme. And it, and I, I once know. once I heard that, it's like, oh, yeah, I hear this a lot when they're doing montages at the Oscars mm. or things like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was super disappointed in his music. It felt, yeah. it felt very treacly and sentimental. And you got that yeah. one theme over and over and over on... Americana stuff, on war stuff, on protest stuff. It was just overused. It never felt like, yeah. I guess maybe that's why I didn't feel like it was a theme because I was like, it's the only thing playing. I don't know. Like, there was no I don't, there was just no different music out there. Yeah, it was kind of the one theme and then other, other stuff. Yeah, other, other things going on. Um, I bet it won. It was up, but it, didn't, but it didn't win. Oh, Little Mermaid won. <clears throat> he was up for two Oscars and he lost. LOL. What was the second one? <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, he should have won on that one. 
he should have won, but I don't know. Little Mermaid's good. Yep. <clears throat> yes. Um, Tom Cruise is actually born on the 3rd of July. <laughs> is that not weird? <laughs> Just a little that is, little bit of trivia for you. fact. I know. Isn't that funny? Here's the thing that bothered me is that I was expecting the way it was building. There were plenty of emotional high marks throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And the pacing of it went, well, you know, way up and down. Uh, so I thought there were great parts of that. I was expecting and wanting and needing more of an emotional punch at the end, which I did not get. I don't know if you felt that way, but once we got... I just... Yeah. Go ahead. Once you got what? Once we got to the final... um convention that he was speaking at mm-hmm. and I mean everybody was applauding him he was he had become a hero basically at that point mm-hmm. in protesting the war and he was getting up and delivering a big speech I think against the war and then it just ends so I think maybe he they were trying to go for a little emotional um rah rah it's all turning out well at the end, because like you said, as they were yeah. wheeling him from the dressing room to the stage, it kind of gives a montage of things his mom said and other other pieces like that. Um, it just it wasn't enough. It didn't it didn't well, do I anything. Think the whole movie was such like at that point I was like emotionally raw. And I was like, there's nothing else that they can really do. That's like, true. That's true. He's happy now, but. So that's nice. Like, he's actually doing something now. But I just was kind of... I don't think I could take another emotional punch. And I don't know if they tried with... I think, like, the mom thing that was supposed to be, like, oh, it's come full circle. I'm right. like, no. Yeah. This is... Bleh. No, I didn't. Yeah, I think, I think, though, if we would have seen a little bit of a speech, um, and then, you know, like, what they do with... And based on true story movies and have kind of, you know, a few sentences about what happened afterwards at the end, that would have helped. But for it to just end with him being wheeled up on stage, it was like, wait, I want to hear what he... It it felt unfinished almost to me. Like, I needed a nice little capstone. Yeah, and like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe his speech is, like, very popular and they didn't feel like they needed to show it again. (sighs) But I forgot to even, like, look it up or see if yeah. there was any, that's I don't a, know, footage of it? That's a bad choice oh. if that's what they thought. Because even, <laughs> even living in the 80s, I never knew any of that. Uh-uh. Right. And I read the book and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, there's there's a, a big part of the movie is when he is in Vietnam and he's fighting and it's just pure chaos and just craziness in the war scenes of, of them not sure who they're fighting and who they're shooting at. And, mm-hmm. and he, it, what looks like is he accidentally shoots a fellow soldier as this mm-hmm. kid is coming up over the hill. The sun is behind him. He can't see people are shooting all over and he thinks he shoots this kid, which he probably did. And it haunts him his entire life. And mm-hmm. until he finally towards the end figures out, 
um, where this kid lived, where his parents are, and he goes to visit his parents. What did you think of that? Should should Ron have gone and told the parents? And and why did he do that? I think that was a very selfish thing to do. See, that's what I thought. Like, and I, they were very gracious with him, and they were like, because they could tell that he had been through too much, and yeah. they knew. So they kind of let it happen and listened to him, but were, because they were also like, no, that's not true. Like, I'm sure that's not true. Well, yeah, you don't want to hear your, your son had gone overseas to a war only to be killed by a fellow soldier? Friendly fire. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to hear that. So, but they were, and like, I understand that he needed, it was just a very selfish thing, and I wish someone had, or like he had told someone that he was going to do that, and they would have been like, hey, yeah, the nice thing to do is to not. Right. Like, you can talk to me about it, but it's, you're not solving anything for them by telling them that. Yeah, I I thought that was, it was such a weird mixture of emotions because th- that was probably the emotional high point of the of the film for me at least because okay. it was so riveting um but you you have that sense of this has been haunting him his entire life he needs to get this off his chest he need, he's tried to do the right thing and tell right. people about this and they've dismissed him um, but at the same time, it's like these parents are just wanting their son to know that they just want to accept that he died quickly. He was a hero. He did a good thing going over there. Uh, we're in pain. And, and now you're telling us that you killed him unnecessarily? Um, so it was just yeah. like, a, uh, they don't need to hear this. I mean, the wife is sitting there, the kid's wife, and is like, what'd she say? I can never forgive you, but I hope. I hope God does or something like that. Yeah. And it's not like they were <sighs> outraged or anything. They were no, just like, they were, like you, you said, could just see how you, they were like, super it, gracious you're just hurting them. Yeah. The, the mom, especially you saw her face shocked and hurt. And then it softened toward yeah. Ron. And she said, I hope, I hope this gives you peace or mm-hmm. it, it, it wouldn't make any difference anyway. But still, it was like, gosh. And maybe that was the point where, because was this this was after Mexico, though, right? I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> I think it was after. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was after Mexico. I think it would have to be. And that's kind of what yeah, kicked I, him off. I think it would have to be after Mexico. So maybe the whole <laughs> point of Mexico was I've, I've got to get to the bottom and and deal with some of this stuff instead of just Mm -hmm. camouflaging it and drinking and and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, there's, there's some beautiful, there's some beautiful scenes in it. The, um, the scenes of with them, with him continuing to hear baby crying in the background. Oh yeah. Um, because there were babies that were killed and stuff in Vietnam and, mm-hmm. and it just, it continues to haunt him and it's like a trigger for him. And, uh, when he's getting up, making a speech, he hears a baby crying and, uh, it's just gut wrenching. 
gut-wrenching. That was a cool... I liked that motif. Because that it just felt so small and... Yeah. There wasn't, like, a lot of attention brought to it. I don't yeah. know. I liked that. There were, there were also interesting things that they did with color, that Oliver Stone did with color in, in the film. Like, um, mm-hmm. um, like, all the battle scenes are kind of this red look... If you noticed, it was just real. It was like washed in this orangey Saturated. red. Yeah. The dream sequences were all in white, and and so there were some other scenes that were just very blue, that were the scenes yeah. that were um, intended to be very sad. So it's just that whole color motif of red, white, and blue, how it was thrown out in the in the whole film and stuff. There was just some right. um, really cool choices like that, which I think that was. Some of those things, I think that's what earned Oliver Stone uh, best picture on, or best director yeah. on this. Yeah. There, there are some nice things. What else? Other thoughts that you had what on else? this? I, I liked Kira Sedgwick um, yeah, in this. It was fun this. seeing her in that, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. There was, like, so much buildup at the beginning of, like, their, like, budding romance or something. But then we just, like, never see her again. She just, like, disappears. Yep. So I thought that was... I wish we had some closure with her or something. Because I think the last... Yeah, the last we saw was... Well, it was during the protests. We did come back to her. It was a little Forrest Gumpish there. Where in the protest, she comes back and she sees him. Oh, that's and, right. And kind of dismisses him a little bit because he's in a wheelchair and right and treats him weird even more depressing yep yep Mm. this is a weird statistic uh it's this film was included in the american film institute's 1998 list of the 400 movies nominated for the top 100 greatest american movies isn't that dumb? That's too many things. I know. So I think that's must, too many numbers. I guess in 1998 it was <laughs> part of the 400 movies nominated to be in the top 100 movies, or something. That's as close as I can even understand that statistic. <laughs> and it's not even worth really thinking about even more so. I just love the convolutedness of it. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, um, is it worth a is it worth a, a watch? No. Really? <laughs> you don't think so? I didn't like it. I don't know. It's too long. I think it's worth one watch. I mean, it's kind of in that Saving Private Ryan Schindler's List sort of. Okay, you need to watch this one time. Or they don't like even Platoon. come close to those. Oh, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying, I don't think it's worth avoiding. Um, like Platoon, you need to see that one time at least. Um, see, I've never seen Platoon. Yeah, or Apocalypse Now, one time, and then you can't really stomach it. Or... I haven't seen that one either. I've, I saw it, well, I saw one version of it. I mean, there's so many versions of it out now. Right. I don't even know which one to watch. I just want to watch that so I can watch the documentary about making it. <laughs> I've, heard I've heard the documentary is, I've heard the documentary is even better, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is. So... Yeah, I don't. I've seen Heavy Metal Jacket. That's what I've seen. 
okay, it's <laughs> it's either heavy Wait, what metal. Is it? It's either heavy metal, which is an animated R-rated movie, or Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> oh, it's Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> That's what I meant. Full Metal Jacket. It's a new kind of film where we blend everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like um. What's her name? Barbara in Abbott Elementary, where she gets everything just everything, like a little right. wrong. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I disagree. Full I think Metal it's... Alchemist is what I was thinking about. Oh, wow. That's even <laughs> another one. Uh, I think it's definitely uh, worth a watch. If you're an Oliver Stone fan, it's definitely one that you need to check out of his. Yeah. Um, and about Vietnam War. And I would encourage you to read the book. Our one listener out there, that would be an interesting. <laughs> that would be it's an interesting. It's not very long. Thing. It's like two hundred pages. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty short, but it's whew, it's packed full. Packed yeah, full. I'm sure it is. Yep. So there we are. That's our discussion of Born on the Fourth of July, nineteen eighty nine's film starring Tom Cruise. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about what is making us excited. And here we are back again for Duking It Out. Uh, I'm Stacy. This is Hannah with me. And we're going to be talking about in this section segment, what is making us excited? So, Hannah, what yeah. is making you excited that's coming up? I'm excited about this Webtoon series, which Webtoon is, there's an app, but I'm sure there's like, it's like an actual site where normal artists, people publish their work online and you read it kind of like, a, they're kind of like comic books almost. Like Heartstopper is on there, which is a sh- new show that's on Netflix right now. But the original and like the reason that Webtoon is so big now is because of this one series called Lore Olympus. And it's a retelling of Hades and Persephone and their love story. And we have a lot of like side quests and we figure out about all these other gods and goddesses. And it's very good. I love it. And it's so good that she actually is publishing the different like episodes and seasons that's on Webtoon into actual graphic novels that are slowly coming out. And volume four, I think it's already out. It came out on June 6th with volume four, which if you're familiar with the actual series, that's episode 103 to 126. And then, so I forgot that that was even coming out this summer. So I'm very excited about that. I have all the other ones and I love being able to slowly reread them from the beginning while also keeping up with what's happening because they come out every week um, on Webtoon still. There's like no end in sight because it's so good. So you've got volumes one through three. The volume four is just is just getting ready to or just dropped recently. It just dropped. And then volume five is coming out October 3rd. Oh, wow. So where I know. Where do I find this online? Is it webtoon.com? I think so. Or I've never used like it on my computer. There's an app oh, called the, Webtoon. Okay. And you and then you can save different um, 
you can save different like comics that you like or any artists that you like and just have whatever they like release you'll and, get notified and it's they, amazing so when when they're released you said on a weekly basis is it like one strip of panels you it is but you scroll right but i mean so the, strip of the new ones the new ones that are released that it just adds a, a new strip to the bottom of that scroll well the way like they come out like episodes oh, okay. so you just okay. click on the next episode and then you scroll through that way and then you can download them so you don't have to have wi-fi okay it's fa you don't have to pay for it unless you want to like skip ahead three weeks or something oh, that's gotcha. the only way you have to pay but the it's all free i can't wait i can't wait to reread the reason i was asking i was i was seeing if they if they came out like one strip at a time because in newspapers when I was growing up they would have comic strips like Tarzan or um, oh. Spider-Man or some of the other ones and they were all serialized they would come out uh, daily one strip at a time telling these stories <laughs> and then usually on Sunday in the Sunday paper it would be larger stuff but it would oftentimes be a completely different story that would come out on Sundays, but Monday through oh. Saturday, it was all the regular story. <laughs> so that's why I was wondering, okay, was that the concept with this, that just one strip comes out on a, like a daily basis or a weekly basis, mm -hmm. but it sounds a little bit more, more um, extensive than that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yes. Very excited for that. That's awesome. What about you? Uh, what is making me excited? It's a little, it's a little selfish. I'm, uh, I'm being oh. a little self-indulgent here. But Whoa. it is self, it is pop culture related. So uh, your mom, my wife, and I are going to California tomorrow. Oh. And Fun. we are going out there and we're going to be going to Universal Studios, which mm. I'm very excited about. It's been a while since I've been there. Are you going to be seeing anybody there? Or are oh, you just I going think, to California for no reason? Oh, I think we're going to see our son, your brother, Jackson. <laughs> I think we're going to run into him a little bit. So probably. Um, but <laughs> that's not really what's making me excited. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> um, so we're going to be going to Universal Studios, which has been a while since I've, I've been there. Jackson and I went out there when he was a senior in high school, but, or junior in high school, but, um, your mom has never been out there. Uh, well, it's been a couple decades, but she is not, they haven't had Hogwarts, um, section of the park at all so she hasn't experienced mm -hmm. any of the harry potter stuff so as you know and as mom well, loves and she harry loves harry potter. potter so you know as well as i do that it's always fun if not more fun to experience something new through somebody else's eyes and and so I, i'm super excited about that i wish i was there to sit next to her during the hogwarts ride i know i feel like that's like the brink of Ecstasy. What she can handle with a roller coaster. <laughs> exactly. With, I feel like that's the very top. With a butterbeer in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be screaming so much. She probably, I'm, I'm predicting and you're predicting that she's not even going to like butterbeer. But that's dumb. She won't. That's so I dumb. I can guarantee she won't. But I'm super excited about that, about <laughs> her getting to participate and seeing it all new and fresh in her eyes. And then we're mm -hmm. also going to be going to the Academy of Motion Picture Museum as well. 
jealous. Which is five levels, five stories of movie decadence that I cannot wait to oh just dive into. So I may I have to I can't wait do... to see how it's organized. You should just download the app and look at the <laughs> look at the map. Because no it's like, oh my god. I guess I have to. <laughs> I'm just gonna FaceTime you the entire time I'm there. <laughs> but uh, I'm super excited about that. That is gonna be a, a blast. I'll be prepared to give a full report when I when I come back. Thank um, goodness. I know. But there's yeah, there's all kinds of ongoing exhibits and then rotating exhibits that they have. And it's mm-hmm. connected to the theater that they have the Academy Awards in and all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. So that's that's very much what is making me happy. Like I said, it's a little selfish, but it's also pop culture related. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go for it. So <laughs> I'm going to go for it. That's where we're well, at. Cool. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take Love. a quick break. And we'll come back with Hannah's last call. Yeah. Okay, we're back. This is the last segment. We call it The Last Call. This is where I get to surprise Dad with um, our next topic of conversation. You seem really nervous right now. What? Let me just make a note that you seem really nervous right now. I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I noticed the I'm hands excited. up to the face. So it's like, whoa, what's happening no, right now? I can't wait to see your reaction. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited because this movie, we went to see. We might have been the only people to see it. <gasps> and we might be the only people to like it Uh-oh. for some reason. What? I can't wait to see if other people agree with us on this movie, because I feel like it's just fantastic. It came out in 2012. 2012. For some reason, the main actor in this movie, during this time, every movie he was in, bombed, which another one was Battleship, and we really liked Battleship. No one else liked that movie. The tagline is, Lost in Our World, Found in Another. What do you think it is? Um... I think it's John Carter. Yes! yes! We're going to do John Carter. Yes! Oh, that is going to be a John love Carter. fest. Yes. John... So it's really just going to be us geeking out yep. about how much we love this movie and okay. hopefully convincing everyone who's listening to give it another shot that because it's it. so good. Is it still on Max? It was for no. It's Disney. It's Disney Plus. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Gosh, I because forgot they that. did that awful job marketing. I'm gonna reread that oh, book before. Oh, you should. We record this. Yeah, one. I will. I'm gonna have so many juicy, juicy things to say. Yeah, that's okay. That'll be fun. well. How long has it been since you've seen this? Seen John Carter? Probably like maybe three years. It's probably been longer for me. I'm sure it's been. Lo- I used to watch it a lot. I right. And I, used, I still think it holds up. Like I can't imagine after three years it would have been bad. I still listen. No yeah, way. I still listen to the soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. Oh, I listen to the score constantly, <sighs> constantly. Love Michael Cicchino. Okay, well that'll yes. be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna ramp it up and be super critical of it and see if it holds <laughs> up now because it's been it's Please. been several years. So I, I'm interested to see how it works. Willem Dafoe is in that too. How crazy! Willem Dafoe's in that one. I know. Wow, our second Willem Dafoe <laughs> As a movie. That's a thark. Yes. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Oh, so I'm there's, excited. There were so many years that went by of me just waiting for this movie. Because I, <laughs> I read all of these books as a kid growing up. And it was pure hell waiting for this movie to come out. And then it totally I remember bombed. It was just us that we went to see it. I remember... We were alone in the theater? Reason, it Well, yeah. And it was just us two. Oh, like, okay. The rest of the family didn't come. And I remember... I don't know if... I, I'll have to ask mom, too. But I remember... We got in a fight. We were in like a bad fight. And, you and mom me? come came up to me and she was like, I think what would make dad like <laughs> how to like make up, I think that you should like go with him to see John Carter. And I was like, Ugh, okay. I was That's gonna go by I myself. Remember. That's weird. I think so. That's what I remember. I need to ask I'm sure mom won't even remember that. But that is my memory. And then afterwards we were fine. Well did we did we have the rest of the family go back with us and see it? Because I feel like we saw it at least twice in the movie. Yeah, because they all we saw it. We must have. Yeah. That's weird. I think that's one of those you're re-remembering things wrong. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll have to ask the fam. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. That'll be a fun that's a fun summer pick. That's yes. Great. That was the other thing. I was like, it'll be a, this is like midsummer. This when this is going to come out. Hopefully, if I did my math correct, we'll see. Who but knows? this is a great could be around Halloween. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal? I've seen it, but of course I haven't rewatched it because oh. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Like, why is he in Prince of Persia? Because it's amazing. He's white. Well, yeah, that too. Well, that's yeah. I don't. Wanna... <laughs> no. That's dumb. It was Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood needed to make yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't need to rewatch that. I'm good. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I need to rewatch that at some point because I remember I was about the only one in the movie theater when that came out, and it was fantastic because <laughs> I it's loved because the video Jake game. Gyllenhaal was in it. They shouldn't have had him. I know. Would have been amazing if they got no, anyone else. They didn't care back in those days. Nobody well, cared that's about what that. I'm saying. They did because no one went to see it. <laughs> All right. Well, John Carter, that's cool. awesome. Well, yes. that'll be fun. We'll be talking about that in our next episode. Any final thoughts mm-hmm. you got, Hannah? That's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And please like and subscribe our podcast so it gets shared and yes. more people see it. And if you would love to talk with us, we'd love to hear you. You can email us at dukingitoutpodcast at gmail.com. And yes. um, other than that, we will see you next time. This has been fun. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye.